to Age of Geek Podcast. I'm Robert. This is Steph. This is Marley. Hello. And today, tonight, whenever you're listening to or watching this, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. What? What? Woot, Too woot, many Spider-Man, not enough time. I wore oh, my right. Spider-Man shirt, you guys. I wore a red hey. hoodie to go with the Miles' comic look. I wore the same <laughs> clothes I wore to work today. Which job, he also wore to the movie today. Correct! Yes! So there everybody's we go. tied in. Full circle. There we go. It works. Yes, and so now we have the latest chapter of Miles's introduction to the multiverse by way of the Spider-Verse in this case, and his merry misadventures therein. Um, and I guess we're just going to dive on in and talk about what happened? Uh, oh, by the way, if you have not seen the movie, you may want to stop this now. Come back, you know, after you've seen it, because this will be spoiler laden. So yes. there's your warning. I like that spoiler laden. <laughs> well, let's get this off firsthand. This was a horrible movie, right? We all agree. Bad. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. The art was not great. The music was lame. <laughs> yeah, um, Uncle Ben with the first one, especially with the, some of the animation and the camera angles they used in the first one. I was very disappointed. I, yeah, I thought they could have done so much more with this. Wah, wah, wah. Spend your money instead on going to see the Flash. Oh, okay. Shots fired. Wow. Before we lose any listeners, um, don't leave. We were just playing a joke. (laughs) Funny haha. Yes. Uh, This was a fantastic movie. Yes. In all seriousness, it was really, really good. And our next episode, we'll be talking about The Flash. So so just you wait. (laughs) I had high expectations going into this movie, and they were met, if not surpassed, with what was given to us yes definitely yeah and this and we've been waiting a long time um into the spider-verse came out in 2018 okay so five years and they worked on it um pretty much ever since that film released they've been working on the sequel and it sounds like they they had to have been working on um both at the same time, meaning when I say both, I mean this the second movie and then the third one, because it's already has a release date of next year. Oh, by oh, the wow. way, first here's your first spoiler. It's a two-parter. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be a trilogy, y'all. Yes, Beyond the Spider-Verse is the next one, and it'll come out in March, if you didn't already know that. And I am just like super, super excited because we don't have to wait five years. <laughs> And they left us on a huge cliffhanger. Are you what a cliffhanger? No, they did. I'm gonna jump to the end where they laid <laughs> the cliffhanger. We are on the cliff, holding on by our two fingers, and if anything happens, a rock's gonna fall on our arm, and we'll have to cut it off. Like if the rock falls on our arm, hours. wouldn't it just wouldn't the reflex be to just let go at that point? No, Robert. No, okay. Come on, you're not. Or... You must not be very outdoorsy, are you? Oh, Have you met me? <laughs> <laughs> or we'll just use our our uh, our web shooters. Oh, wait, we we'll use our other swing, hand and Got swing it. around. No, we'll, we'll, we'll shoot out our webs and start swinging around, and we'll save ourselves. It'll be fine because we're oh all Spider Man. But wait a minute, would we just like stick to the cliffside rather than falling off? Semantics. 
Okay, this is a fraught analogy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow, Steph. You I you know. took us down this cliff and pushed us off the edge and we're hanging on for your life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh goodness. But yes, I, I want to start off by saying like how awesome it was to see the different styles between the different spider verses. So like every time they switched to, um, you know, because immediately they, we start off they, with Gwen. yeah, we start off with Gwen. And so we see more of her world and it's, it's obviously a very different style. Like it's more water, water color. color and like muted and like really pretty pastels. And, um, and then, and it's a lot like softer lines and even just like when we go into um Moombatten, is that how you say it? I believe so. Moombatten with a Peter Peter Pakor. Yeah. The, yeah. The... I'm like I can't say his name right. I'm sorry, <laughs> Peter. Um and even like that whole thing like it was a completely different like style and Miles's um universe is is a little more sharper lines, but yeah, no, it was just really, really cool to see all these different styles and how they portrayed them. I don't think I knew that Mumbatton was a combination Manhattan. of Mumbai and Manhattan. Yep. <laughs> Today she learned, folks. Fantastic. Kind of like San Francisco in um, Big Hero, Big Hero 6. 6. Yes. I was going to ask, and I knew I was talking to you later tonight about this, Robert, if some of the styles of art in the movie kind of um go with the styles of art in the comics yes um for miles no the style that they used for into the spider-verse um kind of continued over um but that his comic style is pretty is not quite the same that you see in the movies okay um but some of the some of the styles from robbie rodriguez's work um in some of the spider gwen series is like that and the i cannot remember what what uh, pvder's spider sona name is i don't think it's spider i'm not sure if it's spider-man but the moonbatten um scenes looked very similar to what i remember seeing in one of the across the spider-verse crossovers in the comics so they, they did spider punk uh hobie brown his style was a little different than i'm used to seeing but it also worked incredibly well for him um, for you know, being the punk, being the outsider, and kind of literally coloring outside the lines, I think that his graphic style, especially juxtaposed upon the rest of the other characters, worked very well for that for him. I would love to. I'm hoping that we get to see his um, his universe because it's a little different. Spider Punk was awesome, and I loved how Miles was like, "How do you get cool, cooler when you take the mask off?" Oh, it was so fun. He was a fun character. I really like when they first mentioned Hobie. He he didn't really seem like I don't know. He seemed just kind of like one of those uh, Spider Man versions of Spider Man that just was kind of I don't know. He just he I don't know how to like describe it, but he just kind of sounded like um. Meh. like a dead like yeah kind of like a like a deadbeat almost not deadbeat that's not the right word basically like he he's like uh stuck up maybe is kind of more what i'm thinking not deadbeat that's like way off but like he just seemed kind of like i mean because gwen even made like a, a quick comment about how in between you know since she left home um how she 
crashed on his couch a couple of times kind of thing. And, you know, and so you're just kind of like, who's this this guy? Like, what? I don't know. He just seemed kind of like um, stuck up, but also maybe a little bit like a sleazeball. And so you're kind of like, what is going on here? Like, I don't know if I like this. Oh, I love something there that we don't know about. Like, is there, I hope that they don't, I guess my initial thing was I was worried that they were going to make some sort of romantic thing between Hobie and Gwen. But then when you actually meet Hobie, you find that it's like completely like I was completely wrong. I don't know. I think there might have been some sort of like not a love connection, but a like connection. I mean, Gwen well, he respected think, her. Gwen doesn't think sure. she's ever going to see Miles again. So is she just supposed to nun, nun it up? And uh, <laughs> well, I don't close think- off her heart. No, hold on a second. Hold I on. I, I, gotta, I gotta savor that one. Nut it up. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was necessarily that she was like, okay, I'm never gonna see Miles again. I I have to move on because it was clear that she emotionally was not moved on. Well, yeah. But, but I think she was trying. To, of... I think she was trying to make herself move on. I think it was yeah. one of those. I can't see him, and you know, having found the other society, secret society of spider people, um, and they're like, you can't see Miles, and. I think she was trying to reconcile that and, and, you know, kind of live with that uh, concept. So it may have been that she's just like, well, I can't see miles. Hobie's not so bad. So I don't know that they weren't trying to set up a, some kind of a potential or even failed relationship there. Yeah. Yeah. Who of us hasn't uh, hooked up with a hottie when we weren't quite over our last relationship because uh, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> rebound (laughs) but no the british punk scene is cool so Mm -hmm. i really yeah i i thought that was a fun add to their little spider thing and he's voiced by daniel um say it kalua it's not as hard as it looks (laughs) i was gonna say kaluya but it's kalua but yeah if if people don't recognize that name he was in um Get Out. And he was in Get Out, which I think that's where I saw him first, or maybe he was more recognizable to me in that movie. And then I saw him in Black Panther. Either way, um, I don't remember which came first, but... I think Black Panther came out first. Did it? I don't... I I could be wrong, but I think Black Panther came out before Get Out. Hmm. Well, either way, those are like the only two things I know him from. <laughs> and now this, but that was, that was cool to, to find out that oh, he was the voice. I stand corrected. Get out. Get out came out in 2017. Good oh. job, Mr. Peel. Is it Peel who did the? Yep. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Peel did that one. Um, he was also but, in Nope. Have you seen Nope yet? Haven't no. seen Nope yet. Was nope. it as good as Get Out? In a different way. Okay. I heard I it was do... trippy enjoy psychological thrillers so yeah i hear it was it was pretty trippy but no anyways daniel kalua yeah like it was it was cool to find out that he was the voice of hobie um because i always like to put like voice actors like faces and it and then compare to their voices and their character in the animated um versions i just i always like to be able to like see those two in my mind but I could see it. I could definitely see it. I thought I thought he did a really good job. And I just, I liked that character. Again, like, as you kind of, he was kind of like this funny. Like, At the establishment. Yeah. And he yeah. was kind of like this, like. To the baby. 
Yeah, he was like this voice in the background almost kind of thing. Like things would be happening and then he'd just be making comments off to the side. And you're just like, I heard that. But he's, but he's also kind of like the snarky voice that you want to make, the, that you, the comments that you want to make that you yeah. don't feel you can make. He's just like, I'm going to say it. And well, nobody's going to stop me. Yeah. Especially when you have um, Miguel O'Hara, mm-hmm. o- Oscar Isaacs, who is amazing. Oh, yes. Being oh, yes. like creepy like overpower spider-man spider-man um and even um peter parker is like dude we're supposed to be funny that's part of our shtick mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently nobody told that to Issa Rae for um her jessica drew and i have to admit i was curious i was oddly curious when they introduced her in the trailer and i found out that she was jessica drew i'm like that's a change that i did not see coming um, because I've been a Jessica Drew fan in comics and even in cartoons, because she had her own cartoon back in the <clears throat> late 70s um, for one season. And so seeing a Jessica Drew that is not even remotely similar to the Jessica Drew that I was used to, except for being pregnant, I was like, okay, I'm in. You got me. And I loved her character. Um, I have to say, during that fight scene with Vulture, Leonardo DiCaprio, not DiCaprio, Da Vinci style Vulture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. It was totally not Michael Keaton. I was disappointed. <laughs> no. But when, um, yeah, when um, Jess Drew showed, showed up, it kind of made me almost start tearing up a little bit to see this badass woman be in it but also this pregnant woman and you don't see pregnancy ever portrayed in a way that's like kind of strong and powerful very often and so that really got to me i would say that you should check out the dennis hopeless spider man spider woman i'm sorry from 2019 i believe um where like jessica shows up in the first issue and she's pregnant and everybody's like because uh, they don't explain it right off the bat, and they don't ex- actually explain it until I think towards the end of the series how she came to be pregnant. Oh. But she has she has a little boy who has spider, spider powers like mom. Cute. Um, and kind of like Mayday was in this. That's that's uh, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, I think yeah, because usually in, with pregnancy, it's like kind of a. It, you can't ride horses, you can't ride bikes. So to see her on like a motorcycle, it's more it's like of a, a problem than it is like a strength. And she was just badass, didn't let, her, let it stop her. So I, I love, I loved that. Well, considering. That- well, and even with like, yeah, like with female superheroes, like you never see that. Yeah. I think that they pretty much sidelined Sue Richards in the Fantastic Four the first time she was pregnant with Franklin, with Valeria, I think that she did a little bit more, but they eventually, you know, had her had her benched. So you don't often see that. Um, I think the only other character I can think of off the top of my head who was in combat while pregnant was Saturn Girl from the Legion of Superheroes in the mid-90s. You are a wealth of knowledge. A well of knowledge. A wealth virtual of cesspool of trivial knowledge something i mean that's not what i would say <laughs> i don't know about that but close uh, <laughs> it's so cool to see all the different versions of spider-man in this that's probably one of the most fun parts 
We saw what Red Dead Redemption Spider Man. <laughs> Web Slinger. There we go. Web Slinger. <laughs> Spider Cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so happy. T Rex Spider Man. Yes. Oh my I, you see Spider Pig at the end, but I don't think yes. John Mulaney's voice was in this at all. Well, and neither was Nick Cage as Spider Noir. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but, but you did see Penny, right? Mm-hmm. Penny, yeah. Um, we saw her and she had a line in it, but we got to know some new ones. Like there was, um, oh, the, the glitch girl, not the glitch yeah, girl, the no, I know. girl. Spider bite. Yeah. She was Spider adorable. Bite. Yes. I was like, I know you guys know who I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like, I don't even have to be there to be spider person. I just be virtual. I'm good. Oh, and Scarlet Spider, um, mm-hmm. was played by Andy Samberg. Mm-hmm. That was fun um let's see i'm looking on wikipedia there's like a whole bunch of them uh yeah there was web slinger and his horse widow we talked about that oh there was lego spider-man yeah oh. okay so speaking of that that was yeah. fun the lego spider-man scene i don't know if anybody has seen this anybody outside of the podcast has seen this but a 14 year old kid named preston reanimated the across the spider-verse trailer in lego he impressed the producers so much they had him animate the Lego Spider-Man scenes in this. That's amazing. That's so this so- kid at 14 has a major motion picture credit to his, you know, under his belt already. Well, that's just one of the cool cool things about the is yeah, all the art that different art that goes into it and how it all works together where it could be like a big old mess. Yeah. And confusing. Instead it creates like art one of my favorite spider-mans that they included in this one there's there's several references that i was really excited for but one of them that i was really excited for and it was so quick that i almost missed it but i recognized i heard the voice and i recognized the voice of yuri lowenthal who voices spider-man in um marvel's spider-man which is like the uh, the video game series by insomniac um but yeah he was like in there so so quick when they were talking about like they were like walking as miles they were like walking him through in the little spider man hole area and they're walking past all the villains that were like kept in the containers and there was like a couple of them that were like kind of like uh i don't know 16 bit 30 bit whatever it is Um, oh yeah little ones and they talked about like video game ones and then and then you hear somebody like hey you're talking about me or whatever he says and that was yuri lowenthal and i was like did they just do yes they (laughs) yes they included him and like they even um there was also a quick reference too that i had noticed early on in the movie i don't know if you guys caught it early on in the game miles's roommate is sitting in the bottom bunk and he's playing a video game He's playing the PS4 Spider-Man. I thought game. he was. Uh-huh. I recognize like the the HUD of it. Like I saw like the buttons off to the side and I'm like, I know exactly what game that is. Yeah. But yes, I love those call-outs. Um so there's another really cool. another um kind of obscure one from the I think early 80s. One of the villains that they had in there looked like he had uh he was like a four-bit villain. Uh, had looked like he had horns and a big V. That was Video Man, who was in, I believe, mm. two episodes of Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Oh, nice. And he wound up being, I think that by the time the series ended, he 
was no longer a bad guy it was actually being trained by the x-men in one of the rare cameos of the x-men in animation prior to them having anything remotely resembling an animated series that's awesome i got really excited when donald glover showed up in the whole like <laughs> real life person prowler mm -hmm. and yeah. he was dressed in, as a prowler which that just like i feel like that was our mcu like uh reference i i wonder why they didn't include tom holland there were two because you not only got that reference but you got miguel referencing that twerp in martin universe 199999 yeah he was storming off so they did have a couple of the references but you also saw yes, andrew garfield which, yeah Yes, you did see Andrew Garfield. And you saw uh, Toby McGuire. Well, yeah, but I, 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 I know, I know they're 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 technically now in the MCU because they showed up in Spider-Man: No Way Home. But I still kind of when I say like MCU, I'm meaning like Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Um, but yes, no, I loved the Andrew Garfield and Toby McGuire references. That 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 was really cool. Again, to see like those mixed mediums with the like, you know, the 2D animation and, and then you see like that live action people in like the same, you know, scene. And so that was that was really cool. Um, I, don't, I wasn't out. expecting that. And somebody made a call out. This is the second time they've neglected to have the um, live action TV series Spider-Man on their Nicholas Hammond. Which was like, oh, that was a bit of a miss again, but that would have been kind of neat to have him in there in mm -hmm. some capacity. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as familiar with that. Um, it was, ugh, I want to say 78, possibly. Uh, I think it survived, I think it made maybe two seasons on CBS, but it was, mm -hmm. it was not the best show, but it was what we had way back in the day when we, before <laughs> all of this MCU, 27,000 movies about one character. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but what, okay, so back to Donald Glover as the Prowler. So what, what do you guys think that that might mean for the actual MCU? Do you think we're, we're going to actually see him as Prowler in like a future? No, I think MCU it was movie? a throwback to when they did the first Tom Holland and Homecoming. everyone wanted them, him to play Miles. Mm -hmm. And well, he plays uh, his uncle, the uncle, Aaron Davis. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of a nod to that because I th still think that there's a lot of people who love to see Donald Glover as Miles in a live action. Well, um, he wouldn't be Miles, though. He'd be... He could be an older Miles. He could be an well, older Miles. Well, yeah, but in this in the MCU, he's the uncle, Aaron Davis. So he wouldn't... Yeah. Yeah. He could be a variant. That's what I was looking for. There he could be go. a variant. There you oh, go. Okay. I don't think we'll see Donald Glover in a Marvel movie, to be honest. Uh, I think I mean, this will be the closest we get. Um uh, but I love Childish Gambino. <laughs> well, and like I, I had to go after this movie. Um, I was I was talking to to Jason about how like in Homecoming, I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like he talks about his nephew, and there's like a deleted scene where he calls his nephew and refers to him as Miles, Miles. and like all this stuff. And so I had to go and find the YouTube clip and like show him, and he's like, oh yeah, that's right, because that was that was a little while ago, but like that. There was a legit reference um, so, to that in Spider-Man Homecoming. Thank you for the reminder of this. Um, in the uh, No Way Home, the last Tom Holland movie. So when he's getting his apartment, there's a couple 
arguing in the background or yelling in the background as he's getting in the door. Apparently, in the Brazilian version of this with subtitles, it says uh, Rio and Jeff, and they're like, Miles, clean your room. Oh. So there, there may be an MCU Miles at some point. Well, I would love that. Be rather than later, because Tom Holland. Not only are we on a writer strike, Tom Holland's taking a year off of acting, so we're oh, not going to really? get this movie for two, three, four years after production, but you also have to consider, editing, and whatnot. But you have to consider that we're also not. We may not see Tom Holland in a Marvel movie again. We'll see him in a Spider-Man movie if Sony decides to continue in that direction. But it will not necessarily be an MCU movie, mm. although it'll be MCU adjacent since they've had the other spiders and Venom show up in the scenes from uh, No Way Home. It'll still be a while though because he is yes. doing, taking the year off after well, filming that movie, The Crowded Room. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, and speaking of Venom, did you guys catch that reference in Across the Spider Verse? Uh, no. Perhaps not. Okay. Okay. So in the earlier when it's spot, um, you know, mm -hmm. the creepy villain guy, um, that we haven't talked about at all. We need to, we need to talk about him. He was hilarious, but also <laughs> there's that point where he discovers, like, he's like stuck in his own void and he starts to realize that he can go and pop into other universes and he pops into a universe and his head is sticking out. And there's that, that woman at that kind of convenience store. Yes. And she's yes. like, she's like, I, you're not the weirdest thing I've ever seen. She's the one from Chinatown in, yes, in what the is Venom it? San, Sacra San Francisco. Is that yes. where? Yeah, I, I didn't catch that, that reference, but I love that scene. I did catch yep. the reference, and I half yep. expected Eddie to just walk through the scene at that right? point. Right? Why didn't? Where was Tom Hardy? <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool that they that they were able to give at least a little shout out to yeah. um to to that Venom. Okay, but Spot, he was fun and quirky. Mm -hmm. He's Jason Schwartzman, so you know he's going to be an odd duck. Um, that's just his thing. No, you're, you're right. <laughs> and then when he goes to the collider, is that what it mm -hmm. is? In, um, Moombatten, he becomes like creepy AF. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. I was with my kids and I'm like, Aria, is that creepy? <laughs> and she said, no, she was fine. But oh, I was like, it's kind of creepy. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> no, Aria is odd as well. She's the Jason, but no, like of my family. Um, oh my gosh! But yeah, Spot Spot was a lot of fun. I think like in the beginning when he was trying to steal from that ATM machine. <laughs> Every as he was saying that, I was like, "Is anybody gonna correct him?" And sure enough, Miles did, and I left. So but hard. I love the fact that Miles was just sitting there eating a hot dog, just like that. What What are you doing? And he's just like, you know, not so much stealing from the store, but just like having his having his own way. Like I'm at home here, eh, yeah. no big deal. We're going to handle this situation. And I yes. enjoyed the you made me, I made you kind of back and forth between uh, Miles and Spot. Mm -hmm. like, and there's like, Miles is like, you're you're not even, you know, you're a Tuesday. You, you're just yeah, something on my list. <laughs> that came back to bite him in the butt. Just a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but what a creepy villain. I've said he's creepy at least 17 times. Um, but like what a good villain to have. Like he seems almost unstoppable. 
especially at this point where he's like claimed his power. So not only in the, in the next one, he'll have to stop spot as well as Prowler, his uncle and Prowler himself. No, I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's the other, other spoiler. Yeah. The Prowler in that other universe is miles Miles, because he should have been spider-man but the spider never bit him Mm -hmm. so yeah i thought that was that was a really interesting twist i mean they 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 obviously went over it or like you know halfway through the movie or early on where they talked about how the spider that bit miles didn't belong like he also yeah he also like jumped universes how how was it that the spider got to his universe again? Did they say? Didn't Spot? No. Was it Spot? Or how did it? Yeah, I think it was. He was like playing with interdimensional travel and oh, brought that spider right. into it. And because he's like, I made you. That spider wouldn't mm. have been here if it weren't for me. That's right. He's the one that's monologuing at that point, telling Smiles slash us, the audience. Monologuing. Thank you, <laughs> And like, <laughs> And like, yeah, so I thought that was a really interesting bit where they, you know, they referenced that and then they kind of just like moved on from it until towards the end when Miles is trying to get out of, I don't remember what that world is called, where all the Spider-Men are, the Spider-Man spider uh, HQ, HQ, yeah. I think is what they nicknamed Nueva, it. But, but it was like, yeah, Nueva York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they had, like, that machine that was, like, the go-home machine or whatever. They, like, sent you back to where, like, it, it, like, matched with your DNA, and it um, sent you back to where, whichever universe you belong to. And How I long did it take you to catch that? Oh, oh. way too long. <laughs> way too long. What about you guys? I was, I was like, wait a minute, but they've talked about this, and I wasn't sure. And when he gets home and he starts talking to his mom, I'm like, oh, I know what just happened. Hmm. when i like audibly gasped when he like realized he wasn't in the right universe i'm like yep. no yeah. that's that's about where i realized it too was at the i same loved time. how was real like, called it a comics con <laughs> <laughs> you guys i found myself having a realization in this movie i relate more to the parents than i do to the protagonist <laughs> welcome to my world (laughs) (laughs) there was like one point where uh miles was spider-man and he was talking to jeff and he was like and jeff says something like you think you're doing such a good job at being a parent and then they go and grow up and it's just like oh damn (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was right there with you just like oh and i looked over my girls they're just watching the movie i'm just like <sighs> Damn it, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> also, Rio and Jeff are cool parents. I want to be love like them. them. They're cute. Uh, they're also um the they're cute parents, but I also like the way that they were uh Rio's kind of like, oh, so who's this when Gwen shows up? Yeah. And Miles is like, Mom, 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 oh uh and you know, just <laughs> she's just like, Oh, and so who's this? And Oh, she called, she called me by my, she called me by my first name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I will say that is a thing. Um, yeah, especially growing up, I would have never referred to somebody by their first name ever. So it was just like, I know I understood that reference. <laughs> so speaking of names, I I was confused by something, and maybe Robert, you might be able to have the answer to this. Wow, no but like, here. I thought I thought his dad. Jeff 
was Jefferson Jeff- Davis. Yes. Not Jeff not Morales. Jeff Morales. Yes. I don't know if that was some kind of a a uh, uh, yeah. slip, but yes. But one of the other things is, and I need to check. I haven't looked to see if they've changed this in the comics. One of the reasons that that has been such a controversy is you named Spider-Man's father after the president of the Confederacy. Yeah, yeah. So, the, <laughs> I can so see why that could be. I'm, I'm not saying. Indeed. No, actually, I am saying. Who does that? Looking at you, oh. Bendis. Um, I did not but, realize that yes. <laughs> connection. So there's there's been there's been some questions about that, and it's it's a long running or a long standing. I, I don't want to call it a trope. I will call it a problem within comics of, of giving black characters names that somebody thinks sounds okay without knowing the asking history. without without asking, hey, um, is this culturally insensitive? Hmm. Well, also a lot of uh, Latinx cultures they hyphenate with the mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, maiden name so the maiden name and the surname are there together so I don't know if maybe that played into it as well and as... it may have but it was just yeah. Morales with his badge um, not Morales Davis or Davis Morales yeah, either was... way yeah. either way I was happy to see that Jeff made captain finally because yeah. he's been well, busting his chops chop well, for, but for we know what time. that means for him yeah. yes he's going to eventually make commander do we think that Eventually. they're going to kill off Jeff in the next one? I don't know. I think Miles is going to find a way to like change his... Um... Uh, he's going to tell his own story. Like he said in there. Yeah. Like, Everybody's telling me how I should be Spider-Man, but this is my story, not theirs. And I'm like, right. that is going to pay off later. Yeah. I'm sorry. Unless they are just giving lip service that has to pay off in the next movie well because so, what did they call it like a like their a, um their a, pivotal moment? a canon event. Canon, canon event thank you well and like so he could change it peter stops the canon event in um Mumbatin, mm-hmm. and when um no miles stops it yeah miles sorry oh, yeah miles peter. yeah um and when what's his face um pivoter mm-hmm. grabs the the, the bus I really mm-hmm. thought they were going to do like a Gwen Stacy thing where he grabs it, but it's too late and crack oh um, my goes gosh. her neck. Um, but I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. That, that's a Change really the canon event, maybe. Dark point mm-hmm. or dark yeah. part of... Um, I know. I was worried about that, and too. And then Gwen Stacy in her universe stops a canon event as well when her father does it, like quits as a police officer. But that and wasn't so- her so much. I mean, she was the catalyst. Yeah, right? she's the catalyst of it. But she knew that her dad would die if he continued to be a cop and go on to captain. So she kind of stopped that as well. So obviously it can happen. Well, she, uh, but she already had her canon event because Peter. her Peter died. But they yeah, talk about her in the canon movie event how she knew, knows that her dad is going to die if she continues on. Because he's kind of he's the police he's the policeman who's close to Spider Spider Woman and Miles is like you you are still gonna you're okay with this you're gonna still let it happen and she just kind of looks away or like demurs so let's let's take Mm, that for a second because you've got you've got everybody keeping this big secret from Miles Mm -hmm. of of canon events or fixed points in time or whatever you care to call it for your particular uh, medium and. 
that was the one of the reasons that I think that they were keeping Gwen from going back to visit him was to tr- prevent her from saying anything to Miles about his canon event. And the guilty look that Gwen has more than once when the idea of canon events, like she, when she's trying to stop Miles, she could have stopped him if she'd really tried. But I don't think that she wanted to when he was saving the bus and Peter's girlfriend, whose name eludes me at the moment. But, oh, sorry, the captain. I'm sorry. Uh, her, the captain of the a captain little, little child and you know gwen it, we've seen all the stuff she can do and like especially fighting the vulture at the beginning of the movie and how she how she was in the last movie gwen could have easily stopped him yeah from from saving that but you can see that gwen was also very torn because she while she knows that this event has to happen she doesn't want to hurt miles at the same time and she's just like ah, ah. and then you have Miguel and Jessica coming down on her for letting him do it. Mm-hmm. And she just shrinks even further. And you and you're, you feel bad for her because she's definitely between a rock and a hard place. Well, yeah, because it just goes back to how much she cares about Miles. And I, you can tell that she doesn't like keeping everything secret from him. Um, you know, she wants him to be part of it, but she also understands that, like, because his event, um, he, he's so different because he wasn't ever supposed to be Spider Man. Um, you know, so she's also like has like this sense of duty with the Spider Club. Yeah. Um, and she wants to make nice with them or else they're going to boot her back home. And then she has to deal with her problems back home and all of that. So, yeah, she's definitely stuck. Someone needs to make, I know there's a podcast kind of similar to this. Uh, they need, they need to do Marvel therapy hour <laughs> where they have these characters come on because Gwen is obviously uh, anxious, sad, having big feelings about her dad and about Peter that are unresolved in her from her universe. Miles is heartbroken because his friends all came in and they were all good. And then they just leave and never come back. Doesn't know where they are. If he'll ever see them again, quite clearly Miguel O'Hara has some issues. He <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but Peter Parker seems to be the most well uh, adjusted of everybody adjusted of the group. Are you talking about Peter B Parker? Peter B. Yeah. The one with the baby. Yeah. Yes. I um, love him. Played by Face, who's adorable. Yeah, I also love his voice actor. Yeah. Yeah, Miguel has issues. Yeah. And he's a vampire? I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. What was that? I, I was confused. I cannot speak to that. I I have not read enough about Miguel because he was not one of my favorite Spider-Men. The 2099 line was just kind of like, that's nice. Just keep it over there for me. So I, I do not have uh, a lot of knowledge in historical canon for for miguel i think he will be coming back in the next one so maybe we'll learn a little bit more about him hopefully so i think as an antagonist for sure (laughs) excuse me i don't think that he was he was ever really an antagonist in his series but i think that giving him whatever trauma we're going to find out about whatever additional trauma other than losing his family and then trying to make it work by taking over somebody else's life yeah um that was sad in its own Maybe way. Maybe he's more anti-hero um, category. Probably. One of the things, speaking of another Spider-Man, Spider-Person, um, going Spider back Man? to Ben Riley. Going back, no, well, I'll get to Spider-Man in a minute. But going back to Ben Riley as a Scarlet Spider, them not only animating him in a comic style, but also having him have the monologues, like the caption monologues that would be in a comic, 
as he's going, well, I've got to do this. And you're just like, is he, he's monologuing. He's internally monologuing. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yes. I love that. That was Andy Samberg. Like I, love- I immediately recognized his voice. <laughs> I love it. I love their little pop-ups, like comic pop-ups. Like when they did the Hammerspace one to explain mm-hmm. what Hammerspace was. It's just fun. Well, and even like with like the Moombatten stuff too. Like they had like the, the captions and, and different pop-up quotes in um, Hindi. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was pretty cool too. Like they stuck with the universe. Like they kept it um, consistent throughout. So I thought that was pretty cool too. This uh, movie did make me wish I knew how to speak Spanish. (laughs) So I knew what Rio was saying. One criticism that our friend Jake brought up, who has kids who are deaf and hard of hearing, is the sound editing, how sometimes the background noise was just as loud or as loud as the dialogue. And that is something that I noticed as well. Maybe I was aware of it, but I do feel like they need to maybe... Well, they did. Or put captioning in movies better. Well, they they did. So there was so much backlash um, and comments about the sound being kind of quiet, especially like the dialogue, um, that they fixed it and are sending new versions to the theaters. So it's possible since, you know, I think it just happened. So it's possible yours, because did you notice that when you saw it? It was quiet. Especially like the first couple fighting sequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe they, that theater that you went to hadn't changed it yet or they haven't received it yet. Cause it's pretty easy, like digital, cause they just send the digital um, copies over and it's pretty easy to move it over to the new thing the projectionists do. But like, but yeah, that was, that was definitely a thing that a lot of people are like, why is it so quiet? And I noticed that when I watched it, cause I saw it two weeks ago i guess and it was like oh and i just thought it was the positioning in the theater but then i realized no those are putting out sound at a comparable quality to Mm -hmm. the speakers in the front it's just quiet yeah 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 no i had that same thought i was like i looked around and i'm like wait am i no i'm like in the middle i should be i should be pretty okay with the speakers and i i also just wish yeah more uh more movies had um open captions Mm -hmm. i would actually even go with like if they could do things like super titles like they do at the opera because that way you don't have to bring your eyes so far away from the screen to read but yeah no it's it was definitely a concern that that they listened to and that they fixed so i hopefully those of you who haven't seen it yet or just barely saw it maybe you didn't you don't even know what we're talking about (laughs) if if that's the case that's fantastic yeah congratulations Yeah, I honestly, I don't really have any criticisms for this movie. The only criticism that I I can really think of is just that for a movie that moved as well as it did, telling the story it did, I was not expecting it to be a two-parter. So, Mm -hmm. I I mean, it was it was both a uh, and also gives me something to look forward to. Right. Uh, Yeah. So it's one of those kind of mixed deals for me. And I had to keep it from somebody who saw it a couple of days ago because they were like i'm gonna go see this i'm kind of like must not say that it's a two-parter right and then they then then he comes back to me and says i didn't realize it was going to be you know in two parts i'm like would you rather i had spoiled that for you right. or go into it and enjoy it and then go to be continued yeah that's how it was for for me and my boss she went and saw it with her kids over the weekend and i was like oh so what do you think of it and she's like well i thought it was great 
except for how it ended. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, yes, that part. I was, I don't know. I think I, I like, I think it's kind of fun how they did that. I mean, yes, initially I was like, what? But then I, I think it's kind of fun. Like, I think it's clever and it keeps people interested and it keeps people like talking about it too. And yeah, it gives it, people something to look forward to. Kind Rather of throwback than... also, because movies early in um, movie theater history, you know, you, you've always got serials. So the hero, we get to a certain point and the movie stops and you've got to wait, come back next week to see, does he survive? Does he make week. it through? Yeah, you know, same bat channel, same or same spider channel, same spider time, I guess, in this case. <laughs> but I think that that was it was an interesting touch. The thing that I noticed was that at two hours and 16, 16 minutes, What's it's like it? it didn't feel it didn't feel like a long movie. It moved well. Um, it was a little slower at the beginning, which I think it needed to be to establish a couple of things. Mm-hmm. But once it got going, um, it moved well. And it was the pacing i think overall was good and for the stories it was telling i'd much rather them do it this way and tell the story that they want to tell than cut it short kind of half-ass it yeah things in a bow so i i hope that they'll yeah get to tell the story and they've mm-hmm. created a lot of build-up gwen is creating her own little spider team which should be great is can we call them a spider posse yeah a little spider posse <laughs> And I think that that will be one of the big conflicts in the next one is Miguel versus Gwen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully coming to like a conclusion where, hey, we can both do what we want, both be right. And Agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I liked, I thought it was a lot of fun with this movie because it, it basically it was like Gwen kind of taking over and being like, Actually, it's my story for now. Like we're, you know, we got to see like a, a nice side of her and a bit more backstory and um, from her perspective. And then it just kind of makes me wonder which perspective we're going to see in the third one. Do you think oh, we're going to yeah. see Miguel's or do you think we're going to see maybe the um, Prowler Miles Morales? They're going to do it like they do in books where they do perspectives. Mm. Miles, Gwen, Miguel. Spider pig. I don't know who we'll get. Maybe we'll get spider cat <laughs> spider... perspective. Say what again, Robert? Maybe we'll get spider cat's perspective this <gasps> in the next one. I would love that. <laughs> spider cat was like my favorite thing in the Miles Morales video game. <laughs> I always tried to go to the the bodega because it was the bodega owner who has the spider cat, at least in the video game version. And uh, I always would try to go visit him, and there was a button you could do to pet the cat. Ah. Uh. And then later you get to go pick him up and he comes with you on adventures and he has his own little spider man outfit. And I love it. I uh, know. I think that, I mean, we've seen some of Miguel's story in the same way that we saw a little bit of Gwen's story in into the spider verse. So I think they might elaborate more on what made Miguel the way he is. Cause there's still, there are still a number of questions about what makes Miguel tick the way he does. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we've gotten, you know, the the tease, just a, just enough of a taste to go. He's got things to work through, but what got him to that point yeah. altogether? Perhaps it'll be Miguel's perspective, and I don't know who else we would necessarily get to see from the group that Gwen put together. You know, maybe we'll get to see Hobie's perspective, and that would be amazing. That would be cool. There's uh, the Spider Punk 
in the most recent comics is not British. He's actually American oh. in a world where Norman Osborn became president. Oh. And the Avengers are not. So it's just a bunch of basically kids who had accidents. They wound up with powers in a lot of cases. Oh, so it's, it is, if they take that tack with this, I'm totally in. Hmm. Not that I'm not going to be in anyway, but I mean, it's, it's just another selling point for me. Have they ever said what Earth we are in? Define we, in this us, case. The three uh, of us. We would be, I mean, technically 616, because they say that they've always claimed it is the world outside your door. Oh. So we would be 616. Okay. Which is where, like, the, All the other are, like, the are. Avengers that we know... They that's where they belong. Yeah, like the MCU is nineteen ninety nine ninety nine, but we're uh, yeah we're typically considered six one six, which is so. I heard that was the same thing, like the Earth nineteen ninety nine ninety nine and six one six are kind of interchangeable to a degree. I mean, it's kind of um, DC has run into this problem as well as like where do the readers fit in? So they say there's like an Earth Prime, and then everything resonates off of that. All the variations. So like the Earth that readers are in in dc has no heroes but because of it all the other hero universes exist but anytime I... you, see, you hear one of the 616 references in any marvel show series whatever it is going back to the 616 i'm sorry 616 is originally the comic universe sorry i take that back so we would probably wind up being something adjacent to 1999 99 i uh was getting very sick of the multiverse idea with uh Doctor Strange and Ant-Man and Wasp, but I liked it in this movie. I usually am very Not lucky. Yeah. I'm usually really harsh on Marvel movies, but this was great. Well, do you consider this a Marvel movie or do you consider it a Sony movie? And it's Ugh. one of those one of those semantics. Movies. It's a Sony movie. <sighs> is partnered is, with with Marvel. Is Spider Marvel a helps Sony them. hero or a Marvel hero? Could I go to a comic book store and get a Sony Spider-Man book? Uh, yes, actually you can. Well, damn it. <laughs> well, movie-wise, movie, movie wise, yeah, because Sony's like, Spider-Man is mine, and we'll only give you a little bit. Yeah, and it's it's one, of the, one of the problems with uh, Marvel in the 80s and early 90s when they were hemorrhaging money and they spun off all of their licenses to anybody that would take them, which is why you, you can't get certain characters to have their own solo movies anymore. Like, like the Hulk. A Hulk is a universal character. Namor in Black Panther was in agreement with who got Namor? I think it was I think he's back with them because they were with he was with Fox. So when Fox folded back into Disney, I think that they wound up with oh, him again. Yeah. But I will find the Venn diagram of who got the licensing when because it is ludicrous how many places they spun off into mm -hmm. and sony will never give this license up because it is now for them a cash cow oh, oh yeah. yeah especially well yeah because they help with like the video game too because sony playstation yeah yep they and they so, and they're and they're they announced you know that there's your that, you scratch mine that second well, <laughs> that kinda. second I, game is coming out this with, year with spider-man it's a little a little different ish um, so they had a successful series with Tobey Maguire for his two and a half movies. Uh, Successful-ish. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, bear with me. <laughs> then you had the Andrew Maguire movie, and then the not Andrew as Garfield. You mean Sorry, Andrew Garfield? Thank you. <laughs> 
Andrew, Andrew McGuire. Garfield. <laughs> Toby uh, Garfield and Spider-Man. Tom we know McGuire. What you mean. Andrew Holland. Um, but uh, Andrew Garfield doing his movie. And then The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which did not go well. So basically after that, because it was a Marvel character, generally speaking, Kevin Feige went to go see it. And basically came went to Sony and said, hey, um, tell you what. Why don't you pay us a bucket of money to help you make a better Spider-Man movie? And we will make you buckets of money in return if you do these things. And then hands him notes on ways to improve the way they told the story of Spider-Man. And then you get Tom Holland. And it's like, in return, we'd like to use Spider-Man in the Avengers movies or in the MCU. And in return, you know, you get buckets of money because we're using your licensed character. We get buckets of money because we're Marvel. Everybody's happy. <laughs> and lo and behold, you wind up with the very tenuous partnership that Sony and Marvel had making um, the three Spider-Man movies and his appearances in the MCU. Mm. So the question has been going forward since No Way Home was Holland's last movie as Peter Parker, theoretically, um, is it going to, you know, will he continue to be Spider-Man especially if he's taking a year off and has time to do other things. Um, will Sony agree to let Marvel have some control of story and editing because they know the character better, but Sony's also trying to spin off their own Spider-Verse. So basically all of the Spider-Man and Spider-Man related characters are technically Sony um, properties as far as movies, TV, etc. Except for Silk, who I think somehow is going to wind up at Amazon. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Well, or that Apple. makes me want to ask you guys who your favorite live-action Peter Parker is. Peter Parker, not Spider-Man. Is yeah. that what you're asking? Peter Parker. I mean, I I feel like for me, it's pretty easy. I, I think Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker was my favorite of the three um i feel like he was kind of this breath of fresh air not to say anything bad about toby because i still love those movies they you know they're still all near... three of them no uh that's a different topic that <laughs> spider-man 3 didn't exist oh, um, oh thank you oh thank but, you but uh but no like just like, like indiana jones 4 Oh, gosh. Because, like, yeah, because, like, the first one was, I, I mean, it's great. Even the second one is really great. But, no, anyways, I just, I, I liked Andrew Garfield because all of a sudden we got this little bit more, like, sassy Peter Parker kind of, you know, like, he was, he was more into, like, the humor and the quips, you know, and all that kind of fun stuff. And so I just found that I enjoyed him a lot more um, in those movies. Not to say again, I I love each one individually so because they're different. Because they're different. McGuire and Tom Holland, and only likes Andrew Garfield and thinks everyone else should suck it. <laughs> Direct quote: Marley Actually, actually, if if we're gonna count the PS4 Spider-Man Peter Parker, he is actually my absolute Not live favorite. Action. Robert, what's your answer? Uh, I gotta follow that. Holy cow! Um, <laughs> yeah, try. I I like Tobey Maguire. For the two the two Spider Man movies that they did with him, um, <laughs> I, I, I mean I enjoyed his take on Peter Parker and Spider Man. I could 
honestly say I've only seen the first Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie, and I liked his Spider-Man. Um, I think that I kept comparing him to Tobey Maguire, though, because I'd gotten used to Maguire at that point. Yeah. I was waved off of seeing Amazing Spider-Man 2, so I never did. Oh, you need to see it. You need to. Watch uh, it. You need uh, to. It's not as bad as everyone says. It's not like Spider-Man three. That? Yeah. Can I hold you to that? Okay. It's not like Spider-Man three. Okay. Movie it's not, movie it's not perfect movie either, but it is worth seeing, especially to especially <laughs> to uh, kind of you know put together all of Andrew Garfield's um, Spider-Man movies. It makes it complete. Okay, and um, I mean, I did like Tom Holland, though. I like the way that they introduced him. I like the fact that we did not get the quintessential origin story with him. That, you know, he's, he's all of a sudden, he's Spider-Man, and he shows up, and Tony Stark's like, so I'm going to train this kid. Um, I think that his take on Peter and Spider-Man was good in that he was quippy behind the mask, Um and especially in his big debut when he's fighting a guy from Brooklyn, um, or some guy named Steve from Brooklyn, that's it, um, and his friends. And he's not cowed by that. And he's throwing and one-liners. Yeah, and he's throwing one-liners. And, you know, hey, you remember that old movie, Empire Strikes Back? Um, <laughs> and things like that as he's going through or talking to Cap going, that thing doesn't obey the, the laws of physics, does it? Talking about the shield, which has its own issues. So I would probably have to go Tom Holland. Tom Thomas Holland. About you, well, Steph. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, Zendaya, Mary Jane. Wait, which Peter Parker? Oh, I mean... Andrew no Peter Parker. okay i'm like because you were asking that specific question i'm sorry i'm sorry okay andrew garfield peter parker okay and which spider-man andrew garfield spider-man because my my answer is different if that's the question my spider-man tom holland okay yeah he's good so it's different it's like i think i liked the scenes definitely more with him like as spider-man like like what you were describing with him in like the civil war scenes and stuff mm-hmm. like i loved that he was so fun and also and even in uh, infinity holland, war and the fact that tom holland is a gymnast a bit of a gymnast as well so he could do some of the some of the flips and stunts that they were asking him to do that's for, true without having to you know cut break somebody else in or cgi it and move on but I would rather watch Into the Spider Verse or the or Into the Spider Verse two across the Spider Verse. Any of those movies, to be fair, to be honest. I I was actually talking to a friend earlier today about like I, I mentioned, hey, well, yeah, I'm recording a podcast and we're doing it about across the Spider Verse, and they're like, what? And I'm like, Spider Verse? You you don't know about this movie? For one thing, I thought that was kind of odd. <laughs> But then also I, when they were like, yeah, I'm not really into like a lot of like superhero movies. And I'm like, okay, that's a separate issue that we'll get into later. But um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But I don't like current pop culture. But I, I did say though, that I'm like, okay, well, it is different. It's, it is its kind of own thing, separate from the MCU. And so like, if you wanted to watch like um, a really fun Spider-Man movie with like really good animation and fun characters, I highly recommend watching Into the Spider-Verse and then watching the second one across the Spider-Verse. Because then you, I mean, especially if you're not wanting to have the deep dive into the MCU with all of the things. So yeah, I feel like standalone 
these are both solid films that anyone can enjoy. The barrier to entry is very low for both of these movies. Yeah. Well, and like I, I even remember when Into the Spider Verse came out, there were there I had some like coworkers and friends that like almost like threw a fit because they're like another Spider-Man movie, and I'm like, yes another spider-man movie it's fantastic and this one is different and let me tell you why (laughs) (laughs) good for you so you know it's just like that's the thing is like i think people get so turned off by like oh another spider-man another one and it's like yes but (laughs) as much as i do feel superhero fatigue I feel like we've gone through that with so many different genres of movies in the early nineties and two thousands. It was rom-com fatigue. Everything was a rom-com and had Drew Barrymore and whatnot in it. They're great, but there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. War movies. I feel like war movies have had their heyday where they were. There's a lot all at once. I might be offending all sorts of people, but it's cyclical. You guys, it is. You might get reprieve a little bit, but next you're going to tell me like movies where giant asteroids hurtling to Earth has has had its cycle of movies. Yeah, yeah, that would be strange. <laughs> and, you know, God, it forbid they even put out two movies at the same time that do the same movie. Yeah, looking at you, illusionist and prestige. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow, nice two genre jump, movies. Nice. <laughs> Well, and actually, it's very good that you brought those up because today is also Magic Day. So, oh, yes. well, it's clearly. also Loving Day. It is Loving Day. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, it's, it's, it's Loving not, Day, it's, but it's also <laughs> when they legalize interracial marriage. Ah, that's the name of the couple. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like a loving day. Like this is I mean, the day is. of loving. It's also further than that. Yeah, well. it, it's yeah. a name as well. I got you guys. The uh, name of the couple who was married in Virginia in 1962 was it that I had to fight so. the battle to, or 67 to fight the uh, to against the state of Virginia to mm. make their marriage legal. Or oh, to gotcha. maintain its legality. And they gotcha, win. Gotcha. They won. Yay. Yay. Loving day. <laughs> well, I got the duality there. The way that I thought it would. But hey, no. this movie didn't either. We did not know it was going to end this Look, way. Everything is just full of surprises. There you Across go. Across the Spider Verse. <laughs> oh, man. See it. Tell take us your, what you think. You know, take your friends, take your family, go see it, enjoy it. And please comment on it. Join us on our Discord. Um, and we don't have the little banner down there, so I can't go. It's uh, oh, I mean, discord.ageofgeek.com. Yeah, you got it right. And <laughs> tell I, us, tell us what up. your oh yeah, tell us what your favorite um, Spider-Man reference or Spider-Woman reference was in this in this movie. Did did you see your favorite you know variation? Um, did you not? You know, so just yeah, like come talk to us. We. As you can tell, we love Spider-Man. We love it all. So there is definitely um, plenty to talk about. So come say hey in our Discord. Cool. Thank you all for listening. Thank you very much. And we will see you next time.